Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, we're back with our segment where we talk to great founders, great people from the sports tech industry, and today we have a very special guest, Miriam Glez. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. No, no, it's my absolute pleasure. Um, Miriam, you're currently the founder at Athlete Soul. Let's go back in time and and go down into where we actually began before. Athlete Soul before the Olympics, so on, so on. Right. So um, I'm originally from France. I grew up in France. I uh, did synchronized swimming um, as a young kid and competed, and eventually competed with the French national team um, in many international competition and the senior Olympics. Uh, two years after the Olympics, I had to choose between sport and school and I ended up going to business school in Paris. Um, after that I started a career uh, with four hotels uh, in sponsorship. Uh, that led me to a bit of time in, in Asia and then down to Australia. I worked for them in Sydney um, in marketing and sponsorship and then uh, I ended up uh, going back to synchronized swimming and competing for the Australian team in Beijing. Uh, later on, I moved to London with, with my husband and kid. I worked for um, British Swimming as a consultant before the London 2012 Olympics. Um, and then I moved to the US uh, it was five, six years ago. I worked for US's synchronized swimming, which is the national governing body for synchronized swimming in the U.S. Um, I started as the high performance director and eventually became the CEO. I did that for uh, five, six years and I left uh, about a year and a half ago and started this organization called Athlete Soul, which is a, a non-profit um, in the, the field of transitioning from sport. Wow. Extremely, extremely generous of you, actually. Non-profit's a, a tough business. Um, let's go back Olympics you know um, not many people make the Olympics it's extremely tough as an athlete especially of course coaching is, is the same what do you believe puts you in a position to compete at such, at such a high level basically the highest level that you can compete at was it the things you did as a young kid was it, was it you waking up in your, in your teens or, 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 your, or your late teens and thinking, all right, I want to make this. I'm going to work hard for four years, five years. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find the correlation here between successful athletes, sport, and, and entrepreneurship. Because nowadays there's a tendency for those two that come hand in hand. Yes, absolutely. Um, I First of all, the passion for the sport for me was was pretty early on. Um, I started 
because I saw the sport on TV um, and I was about six years old. And from the beginning, I knew this was my sport and I wanted to go as far as I could with it. Um, and from that point on, I just started working really hard to get to the highest level. I had a, a goal of going to the Olympics, as far as I remember, with the sport. Um, so once you have a very clear goal, you just work every day towards that. I don't remember having any doubt with my dedication to the sport or the hard work that it will take. Um, and, and then after that, there's a bit of luck, obviously, of being in the right place and with the right team and, and qualifying. So there's always a little bit of an element of luck, but I think it's, it's having uh, your eyes set on something and then working really hard for that. And, and for me, there was never a question of like, uh, is there, is this a sacrifice? It was never a sacrifice because this is what I wanted. And so like, sort of everything fell into place because I had that goal and I would do the things that would make me closer to the goal. Um, so, you know, the, the quality of, of, of dedication, hard work, and, and knowing what you want. Um, it's sort of a combination of things. And I, and I was lucky enough that I think my parents had instilled in me um, commitment and time management, you know, just all the skills that help you get there. So did you ever date yourself? Did you ever think this is way too hard? Um, of course, I think you, you doubt yourself in, in the terms of like, there are days where it's really hard and you're not quite sure if you want to go to the pool or go to the gym or you're really tired. Like, of course, there were moments where it's difficult, but I, I don't think that I doubted the other goal. I think you doubt the daily process. Um, but at the same time, if you stick to it, you get a little bit closer, uh, you know, closer to the goal. Has has anybody in your family made, made the Olympics? No, I come from a family of sort of recreational athletes, I guess, uh, in skiing and, and mountain-related mountain related sport. Um, there's no swimmer in my family. There's no, there's some good skiers, but that's hard to go. How much do you believe your um, work ethic and other things outside the gym and the pool help you get to where you got to? Um, I mean, I, I think the, the work ethic and the daily routine, and I still implement it every day today, yet still today I, I feel like I live like an early athlete. Like I still take care of myself the same way I did as an athlete. I still set my goals like I did as an athlete, and then I have like daily routine or things I do to achieve that goal. So I think anything that I did as an athlete, I still implement today, whether it's the work ethic or um, the daily commitment to that to achieve that goal. That's awesome. You're working on some uh, some great projects, um, and one of them is Gamekeeper. I believe you are. In you are an advisor too. Yes. Uh, tell us a bit about Gamekeeper. Sounds like an interesting concept. Absolutely. Gamekeeper is a, a, is a startup in the sport tech world. Um, they 
are a social broadcast broadcasting network for grassroots sports. Um, so they're sort of at the crossroads between a Twitch and a Facebook Live. Um, they are competing against, well, it's based in the U.S. and it's competing against some of the big, big broadcasting companies. Um, but they are proposing an alternative solution uh, to those giant companies for, that will reward athletes and leagues. So when you use GameKeeper um, as a platform for your broadcasting, part of uh, the revenue from the sponsorship and advertising goes back to the athletes and the league. So it's an interesting, it's a different model. It's more of a social enterprise. It's got a crossover between the sport tech and the social enterprise. That's pretty cool. That's that's um that's something that is is lacking in many countries. Grassroots sports having a voice actually elevates their athletes and teams, and and gives them wider exposure. Um, so well done, great work. Let's let's move on to athletes. Soul, tell us a bit about what what you guys are currently doing there. So. Athlete Soul um, is dedicated to support athlete as they transition out of sport. Uh, it's a non-profit organization. Uh, it's being created by a group of athletes uh, and former athletes uh, here in the U.S. Um, and the idea is, is to, it's independent from uh, the sporting organizations, sporting institutions. Um, our goal is to support the interest of the athlete as they transition uh, through Educational program and seminars. We also offer uh, life coaching, um, retreats, social event networking. Uh, what is specific about our organization is that we have a holistic approach to the transition. Um, so we cover every aspect of the transition and not just your career development. But we look at identity transition, uh, emotional well-being. Um, social connections, etc. Um, and have you found that have you found that athletes, when they finish up, it's like they're almost lost. They don't know what to, what to do. Is that one of the motivations of actually starting this this organization? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, usually I hear very often the the same stories of uh, identity loss or loss of purpose. Um, and, and this was part of why we created that. Um, I, when I left the, the federation, um, I had a lot of former athletes that reached out to me asking for assistance, uh, whether it was for their career or just to like be able to talk to someone about not getting the exposure anymore or perhaps not getting uh, the support from their coaches, having lost their athletic community, and also not being understood by some of their their families and personal friends who were not athletes. Yeah. Um, so that, that was the origin of our project. And how have athletes been in terms of, have they been receptive to your, to your organization and your concepts, or has it been a bit difficult to get through? What's the reaction been like? Um, the reaction from, is very positive from former athletes because they've all been through the transition and they recognize exactly what the challenges are. 
and they they all will testify if I had something like this when I retired, it would have made everything much easier. Um, the current athlete it's a little bit more of a difficult conversation because it's not something you want to talk about when it's just meetings. Um, every athlete wants to stay focused in the game and they don't really want to think about what comes next. Correct. But I think it's also a topic that's more and more uh, talked about. Um, there's more awareness around it. Um, and, and the second element that we face in this, <clears throat> um, the fact that athletes don't necessarily ask for help. Um, so it's encouraging them to like reach out to other former athletes that they can feel comfortable and safe to speak to uh, about what they're going through. And, and this is not, we're not therapists, we don't offer counseling. This is just like a, a group of peers that you can, you can connect with. I mean, the uh, boxing world is somewhere you guys should uh, target because they go uh, fighters and known to actually uh, basically collapse after their careers because they're so used to the fame, the attention, hey, what do you need, what do you want to, I'm just like every, everyone else now. Um, yeah, I think that's that's pretty common anyway. So, but yeah. And one, one of the things that we do is um, we're, not, we're not limiting our support. So, um in the U.S., there are programs for athletes to transition that are linked to the sporting organization, but they only cover athletes that achieve a certain level. Like, for example, they're only for Olympic athletes, or they will be only for the NFL League or the yeah. NBA. But underneath that, there's nothing available. And so we don't limit the eligibility. We are available to any early athlete, professional athlete, collegiate athlete, anybody who's struggling with those challenges, we we talk to them. That's awesome. That is awesome. And it's good to hear that finally we have all organizations thinking like this. And that's the beauty about um, the current breed of entrepreneurs and talent that's, that's coming through different systems are, are around the world. They, they're thinking about all these issues better than ever before. For so many years, there weren't these sorts of programs, or if they were, they were exclusive at a high level. Now, your your regular person has an alternative in so many different ways and different things. But all they got to do is just look for it. Maybe five, ten years ago, these things did, did not even exist. So we, we do live in great times. Absolutely. There's definitely more voices out there now and more support in different areas absolutely what's the future look like for for you guys i mean how can you guys develop and grow and scale i know you're a social Uh, enterprise but it it doesn't matter um there's always has to be growth and scale and reaching goals and you know constantly moving forward absolutely um the the system that we have put together is definitely a scalable system. For example, like the coaching that we do with the athlete is virtual and we have a, our own coaching platform. So you can, at the moment, we, we're testing in our area of Los Angeles, greater Los Angeles, but we want to expand throughout the whole country and then all the cities. So that's where our growth is going to come from. Um, but, you know, we want to have quality programs first and then get to that next level. But since everything is supported, by a virtual platform, um, then you can have pocket 
in, in other areas. Absolutely. And for me, you know, being from, from France and having made all over the world, I definitely wanted to be global and, and connect with other companies. Awesome, awesome. Miriam, thank you so much. It's been a great chat. Um, we've definitely learned a lot today. <laughs> Before we let you go, where can we find you and your organizations online? Well, thank you for having me. Uh, you can find us online at athletesoul.space. So it's athlete with an S, soul, and then the space. Awesome. Thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder podcast. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode.